some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, coming back on a Friday, end of the week, for episode 38. What are we doing? Zachary Watson. Not much. It's... Still chilling? Halloween Eve. Ooh. So that's Halloween. It's like someone... is. Uh, I guess it's a bit different than someone saying it's it's Christmas Eve Eve when it's like December 23rd. Yeah. People, people used to do that all the time in elementary school. It's Christmas Eve Eve. It's like, no, it's not. It's just... It's the December twenty third. It's just Get over three, three days before, or two days. Then it's before, the eve of the Christmas Eve Eve Eve, and then it just gets annoying. It'd be really annoying if your name was Eve. You, do you know anyone named Eve? Um, no, no, no. I think so. I can't. I, I don't think so either. I don't personally don't. What have you been up to on a Friday? Uh, not much. Just been sketching a bit here and there. Oh, what you sketching? Car doodles. Some car doodles. What yeah. do those entail? What does a car doodle entail from Mr. Zachary Watson? I've just been doing some practice, going through yeah. my saved sketches on Instagram and just, you know, mm. practice here and there and try to get back into it because I haven't really been sketching the whole whole bunch. So. No, even though it is October yeah. and we went out and we went through the effort of making a video and buying sketchbooks and yeah, having that whole plan, life gets busy, man. That's just busy for you. For me, it's just been. This is true. So boring. <laughs> You've just <laughs> been I'm a just, vegetable. I've just been. Yeah, no, literally. I just have no motivation to do anything, to be honest. So it's like. Mm, that's that just, tough. Just doesn't happen. Um, whatever. Has there ever been another time in your life where you felt like you haven't had motivation? I mean, without uh, getting too down and depressing. Uh, yeah. Probably yeah. sometime during high school or something. Yeah. Really? What was mm. that like? The same. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair much, enough. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So how did you get out of that then? Oh, I don't know. And you can't say with females because that's not solving uh, the problem. That's suppressing the I problem. Met, met this female. No, I uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> started, started natural design. I didn't have time to, mm. yeah, <laughs> to, be, to be, I had to do something. No, I, I don't know. I just, I'm slowly getting, finding stuff to do. It's just, yeah. You know, you know how it is. I I genuinely I next time I come and see you, which I still have to figure out if it's going to be Sunday or not. If not, it may be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or potentially Thursday mm-hmm. after work someday. I will come down and I will see you. Um, and we'll do some pods and we'll do some chilling, edit some photos, watch some movies. It's going to be a good time. Do some scooches. Do some scooches. Yeah, I'll bring some of the uh, auto sketches that I printed off as like reference stuff. We can smash through oh, some yeah. of those. Oh yeah, I'm. You know, I'm surprised when I don't sketch in a while. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll be like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I got this car reference on my on my screen, on my monitor. And I'll be like, okay, let's just practice, try and sketch it. And it'll be rough. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but I'm surprised how, like, it's not as garbage as I expect it to be after not sketching in a little while, which, you, make, which is a good feeling. You expect yourself to be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a good thing, I guess, that you are still proficient enough. I feel like the one thing that comes back super quickly is like once you have like a like a practice just page where you're just filling it with lines and ellipses and everything, right? Those pages. See, I never did that. 
see i like doing it whenever i whenever i before i sketch i always do it mm-hmm. i don't fill up a whole page every time i just i usually have a page that i keep for a little while then when it just gets too full and i can't even see paper anymore i just chuck it out but right i remember I'll, those pages i do that as much as possible because now it's like if i'm if i haven't sketched in like a week or a few days mm-hmm. and like i can f- pick it up a pen and i'm like oh i feel a little a little rusty a little loose you know i don't feel locked own. in i just yeah. do it a bunch and i nice you know like after a few minutes it's like straight you're line free, again you're just free willy just ellipses are on it on point mm-hmm. like it's fine and then with the cars the only thing is like so like the 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 line weight and line quality isn't the issue because so i got to a point where i feel like i'm just i like i'm just it's like second nature right like i know about line weight i know it exists i know the, you understand it you have that i like understand it intuition and, in a way yeah and like and like line quality i've got the motion down so I'm good with that this the only thing true. with the car is not doing it in a while is like you come back and you're little you're your proportion might be a little off or your perspective might be a little off, you know, mm, that's, yeah. that's the only thing. But again, that just, that's where you just got to practice a bit and then you get back into it kind of thing. See, I think part of that is, and I was having a conversation with one of our old professors the other day. I, I think that part of why you can go, say you could go a month without putting pen to paper and sketching something whether it's a product or a car or a shoe, whatever, doesn't doesn't matter what it is. But you're always able to come back to it at a level that maybe is lower than when you last sketched, but you're not total garbage. Because mm-hmm. I think you've trained yourself, like say over the last four years, you've trained that intuition and that sense of just understanding like detail, proportion, accuracy, line weight you've you've embedded that intuition enough into your brain where it's kind of like riding a bicycle mm-hmm. you may not be as strong as riding a bicycle like you may not be able to go super fast or power up a hill but you can still pedal with two feet and move forward yeah right but yeah like i mean that that's that's literally it because i think you've, you've worked at it enough that the intuition is there and you may not lose it but it's just the caliber at which you're able to operate within that will obviously fluctuate. And if you sketch a lot more every single day, obviously your ability in sketching will go up. And if you don't, if you sketch once a week, it'll slowly progress, but at a much different rate. You know? Yeah. I do know what I think it also is, which is an interesting, very powerful idea, which is not overthinking it. Mm, Yeah. Which I think is a huge part of it because if I haven't sketched in a little while and I come back to it, I've trained myself enough where I'm like not too hard on myself. Well, especially when it's a practice sketch. Like I'm not doing it for marks. I'm not under pressure of time. I'm just like, you know, getting back sure. into it. Just practice. So sure. I don't care. So I know if I mess up, I just fold the paper, scrunch the paper, throw it in the garbage, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you know? it is. You move on. Whatever it is. I don't, you know, I'm not embarrassed or anything. So when I come back, I'm not expecting much anyways. Hmm. And I know I'm not pressured to do it. So I don't, I'm not even overthinking. I just look at it. I'm just like, I'm just going to freely sketch it. Hmm. And I think every, all of my favorite sketches I've done, all the ones I think are the best are the ones that I did not overthink. I just did it without even yeah. thinking. It was just like, all right, I'll get this first one out of the way. It'll be a little rough. And then the rest I'll figure it out. And then the first one's the best one. 
just because like i'm not like this has to be perfect the first time just like you know whatever i'm just sketching it and those always come out the best ones i totally agree with you so i think it's a, like, that's i've a big seen thing. it i've seen it in your work too like the stuff that you do really loose or just on a page somewhere yeah looks the best oh zach's running away i wonder where he's running to oh i can see someone in the background there looks like his mom or his dad he slammed those headphones down pretty hard on the table though but basically the i was gonna say to zach before we went on this little rant i'm gonna give him a copy of seth godin's the dip very good book if you're in a creative struggle creative block wackery's ass in your back yeah sorry and the light has turned off behind you my mom was asking me a question oh fair. My mother. what was she asking you zachary why are your knickers not in the wash no actually that actually was it really it's pretty much <laughs> yeah that's fair do you call them knickers or would would your parents call them knickers no no not anymore it's a very prominent thing. Maybe it's an no. Australian thing. It's also like bo well, boxers and whatever would be knickers. Yeah, I feel like my grandparents say it every now and then. My parents trained out of it. I don't say it. it's like a very easy tongue slip away from a very bad word. So yeah, you got a fair point. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go with that. We're not. One. Yeah, we're not about that whole. It's like when my parents say debauchery. You know, like the show, the TV show, Pawn Stars. Mm. you say that with an english accent it's a bit weird it's like we're watching porn stars and it's like yeah it's like oh what? are you now i'm sorry what are you watching yeah what, what what's on tv <laughs> i'm sorry what it's a it's a trap that you fall into it's an it's a person with an accent problem to yeah. be perfectly honest i wish i had those problems still yeah i wish you had those problems still i know right man you'd be an absolute machine if you still had an accent i mean you're a machine regardless in what way <laughs> you're just cute oh thank you you're just adorable mm. you're kind of like a little lost puppy that i see on the side of the road i just want to bring back into my looks home. looks like shit shivering in the cold yeah pretty much nice nice but yeah what we were on something before you uh not overthinking it, it yeah i do that all the time like good case study when or case study is a very profound word to use for such a simple example when i was doing the spin master project with sean when we went when we were doing the spin master project together because we were a team dynamic duo boom um we we had this idea and we knew what we wanted to do kind of a thing like we knew the area that we were going to try and work our project in but when it came to sketching the stuff, it was all very conceptual thinking, like all space stuff, sci-fi, aliens and like biomechanical stuff, all really cool stuff, stuff that is like in my element. But I found sketching it so hard because I was overthinking. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to add like fastening features here and I'm going to have to like work out how these parts move. And this isn't like the ideation phase, like before anything concrete has even been confirmed with the client spin master themselves like i'm already over here worrying about manufacturability and all this stuff when you don't need to it's an ideation your, your purpose is to generate ideas mm -hmm. you can't solve the problem right off the bat 
And like, even, even to this day, still, I overthink sketching a lot. It's easy. Muchly. It's right? so easy to overthink it. I have to stop myself all the time. I'll look at a, like if I have a reference of another sketch or a render and I'm like, I'm going to do this or practice. I'm going to try and, you know, recreate it. I'm like, oh, you know, okay. So that's like that. And that's like that, you know, this has got to be perfect. It's like, it's easy to fall into the trap, Yeah. but then you're is. screwed. If you do that, then it's like, you know, is this some crazy sketch? It's going to be rendered and handed in for marks. It's like, no, it's yeah. just practice. Like who cares kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just look at it, you know, real quick, like, oh yeah, okay, that, yeah, and then boom, just cool. sketch it, you know. Yeah. Just see where it goes. It, it's it's tough to get out of that, and then, like I like I still do it all the time, and I'm hopefully planning to get some sketching time in this weekend, and I'd like to start on working out some of the cars in that big pad of paper that I bought, mm. which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited to do that. However part of me worries that i'll end up overthinking that type of sketching too and then you think okay well why why do we overthink something we overthink in my opinion and you're allowed to differ with this i give you permission zach Zach nods granted i feel like we overthink things because we're scared of we're out of fear you know Mm -hmm. Like you overthink a social situation with say someone, someone that you fancy, someone you like, you overthink it because you're scared that they won't like you back in the same way. And that's just Mm -hmm. to use the most simple example and most common and relatable one. You overthink things out of fear. So then is the fear that when it comes to sketching is the, is it a fear that the sketch won't look good or the sketch won't be appreciated or like it won't turn out well? Yeah. And it feels like you're letting yourself down by producing bad work. Yeah, no, I think definitely like that. You have that it's fear tough. of like, man, if I'm done this and it doesn't look good, it's just going to reassure, reassure that I'm shit. And you yeah. know, you don't want that. It's, yeah, that's definitely the fear, but it's hard to to not fall into it that. Is. But you got to like, feel like it's almost impossible to not think that. Yeah, but you just got to, I don't know, you just got to shut your brain off, I think. How do you shut your brain off? Put some music on. Mm. I have the reference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just plop down the wheels, the ellipses, and I just try to do it fast. If I start catching myself trying to like sketch really slow and really detailed, it's like, no, I'm just trying to sketch in like fast, you know, swoops of like you know doing as fast as i can you could even time yourself that worked i feel like i did that i feel like me and seb did that once or twice but didn't really carry on because i didn't really need it but time yourself to like say like give yourself like five or ten minutes so you have to be quick because this is all interesting to me as like someone who's new to automotive design i'm just going to use that to describe myself one of the one of the things i i find interesting one of the the gods saying one sayak all praise when you king. watch him sketch and a lot of it in a lot of his sketches now it's like, well, the one it's you fast. see the final that very well may not be the first version of that sketch mm. because he teaches that could be one of those demo things that he does over and over again semester after semester and he just switches like up a Catherine's, few little details 
Catherine's uh what's it called hair dryer the tractor yeah and you just switch up little details so like that point like you're so used to sketching it that mm-hmm. like you just know it right it's just like second nature yeah it, but i also wouldn't doubt that some of them are his first because he is just unreal you know so whatever yeah i'm not saying it's bad that he is, he is doing the same thing if he is yeah, I mean, no, that's how you get better anyway it's no it's um but when you watch some of his sketches like whenever here's my thought process of how i sketch a car i usually put, put down, down the wheels mm-hmm. if we're just say like a front three-quarter view i put down the wheels and try and get that placement correct you know mm-hmm. the spacing the size of the two wheels the the angle of like how you know the angle of what you're looking at the car mm-hmm. um are they like level if you're doing like a really flat dog view like a really concepty right. thing or or is one is the back one a little bit higher so it pushes the view a little more realistically and you're seeing a bit more of the front and a little bit higher kind of thing mm-hmm. whatever i get the wheels down and that will tell you right there like your view and everything yeah and then usually i go like i start around like the back wheel or i put like the 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 floor the side of the car at the bottom between the two wheels i do that and i go around the top of the the rear wheel put the wheel arch in a little bit of side profile and then the front fender and i work a little bit on the front and then i put the roof like i build it off of the wheels when you watch sangwon sick (laughs) he's a monster He'll put in. He is the king. You'll put in the wheels, which usually aren't even full ellipses, or like a semicircle or something, yeah, or like a square or something like that. And then he'll literally put in. This is why I think some of them aren't. It's it isn't his first time sketching. He'll literally do the whole outline of the car of the body. I have noticed that in one go. I was curious about that. Like how how do you even think of that? That's why I think maybe like if you've done it a few times and that's why I was trying earlier just understand it. I was doing Mm. one car and I done little thumbnails of it, did a few really rough ones of it really quick. Mm -hmm. And then once I finally understood kind of the shape of the car, I tried that and I was able to do it pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I, so I guess it just takes a few times of doing it, but I tried that and that's a one way of speeding it up because you're not trying Mm. to be like, let me just build this part. And into this part and then this part, like trying to make it all perfect. It's like, I'm just going to quickly do the whole outline basically in one go, yeah. you know, and be really quick with it and really loose. So are you but, then fitting the rest of the sketch and the design into that? So you're kind of creating a box the way that I perceive that. Yeah. Not a box, but a yeah. shell. Think as yeah. a, a shell is a better word. Yeah. But again, that's why I was like, if that's why i feel like you'd have to be a monster if you did that on your first ever time sketching a new design mm-hmm. because how do you know but you don't that's why i'd like to think he's done those a few times because you know yeah this is true this so you can just true. put the outline in and you can speed mm-hmm. it up a bit um but it also helps sometimes like which I found if I just just put the wheels and I'm working on the side of the car, like between the two wheels, and I'm like, okay, I've got that distance, the wheelbase in the perspective. And maybe I put a little bit of roof in and then like kind of the a little bit of the front corner of the car. Mm-hmm. Then I have issues because I'm like, 
Okay, well, if the spacing in this viewpoint, if the spacing between the wheels is this much, then the front of the car should probably be this wide to make it look right or whatever. But that becomes a whole other thing because then it's like either you mess that distance up and it looks too narrow or too wide or too squished or whatever, um, or you knock the perspective out of whack. Whereas if you know and you can put the whole outline, at least you know, like, hey, that's how wide the car is. So you can kind of judge because now, you know, if you have a character line or a feature on the car, you can like work out the scale. Cause you're like, OK, if this is how wide the whole car is in the sketch and how low mm -hmm. and everything, I can, you know, go go uh, from that. Makes it a bit easier a to bit. Yeah. visualize, I guess, on a page because that's also intimidating. Like 11 by 17 is a lot of real estate. And especially if it's just it purely is. playing, can you go in there and you put a couple little wheels on there and you try and build something out of that? That's pretty intimidating. It is. It's fun like though. Visually intimidating. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But that's why I would say you have to be quick. You have to just do a few sketches where they're really, really rough. And you don't even really, like you're just doing it really quickly just to get the rough shape and the rough proportion, the rough design ideas like, you're not even trying to draw a car, really. You're no, just, I, you're mimicking. It's actually funny. Just before we started recording, too, I just saw a post on Instagram. It was like some guy. It almost looked like it was working at Mini or something. That he was he was like posed in front of a wall of just like sketches and renders, um, and like digital Maybe renders. No and it's got like all these boards with all these sketches on. They're laid out really nicely, and the big ones are like digital rendered like pretty quick like not super rough but they're not like cad renders like it's not perfect it's still just sure. you know idea um Expressive. Just, to add, just to show you know shape and form and all that but the other sketches that were just like pencil or pen or whatever they weren't even like complete sketches it was like oh here's like kind of a rear three-quarter here's like the top half of the wheels the the lights are detailed in so maybe that was what they're focusing on and then like the the body is just like okay these two humps for the wheels those two and a little bit of the roof like it's just figuring out just that rough like that really and so i feel like you have to do a few like that where you're literally like you're not even caring about the whole car you're just like doing a few a few really rough passes where you're just okay here's the overall kind of shape of the car it's gonna be like this low the wheels gonna be this big the shapes are roughly like that blah blah, blah. and then you just keep on going from there and you keep on re-sketching over and over at least that's how what i do that's right. what works works for me so then so then with the sketch that you did today the one that you showed me just before we we hopped on and started recording the pod how long did you spend on that cumulative that one because that probably would have been of, do, of doing that sketch at that size that was probably my fourth one i think really okay. so so or maybe third third i did three little thumbnails on the first page i had two little ones then i did a big sketch another big sketch then that final one then another final little thumbnail hmm. fixing kind of what i of that sketch so yeah it was the third one okay you know what um, it reminds me of is if, if you watch slew on slew on youtube check it out dope guy dope okay. dope guy if you watch him when he's doing his oil paintings and he produces like a small say like a five by eight or an eight by ten study of a portrait where it's just using very loose brush strokes and he's kind of just blocking in the shape or of the portrait or the face whatever it is just to at least visually understand it 
is that then similar to what you're, or would you say that that's a similar type of practice to what you're doing in terms of say, doing, doing a quick study of the actual car itself, smaller on a smaller scale with less detail before jumping into a larger piece. Same thought process because it's like, it's kind of like to the other episode when I was talking about why I did all those little graphic design thumbnails for like layouts of like posters bringing back the thumbnail by doing it small so you're not wasting time yeah and really simplifying it it's like you're bringing it down to its most basic shape so you can like understand a bit better when you look at like like if you have a a reference of a sketch and it's literally just a sketch Hmm. there's that and then if you have one that's a, like a digital render, it's a little bit harder to sketch it because there's the digital render like color and everything distracting you. And it's yeah, sometimes it's more, hard to actually see the lines. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're doing it off of like a photo or whatever, it's just it's more and more. So this one was like a quick kind of quick digital render style. And looking at it, it was like kind of it was like a race car type vehicle. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of shapes. There's a lot of lines. There's a lot of details. And if I just looked at it, I was like, I'm just going to try the whole thing. It's That's a lot to do. But doing a little thumbnail lets me practice like, okay, you know, is this the the width and the angle for the ellipse? You know, if I do that with um, the, the, back, the wheel, back wheel over here, is that the right kind of wheelbase length that I want to make it look right. Right. And then I can quickly sketch in like, all right, so if I've got that, that size, that, that distance down, I can put the front in, like, does that look right compared? Or does that look too narrow now or too wide? And then to put the roof in, does that look too, I can just do it really quick. It's just a quick little plan. Right. Because I, like you said, 11 by 17 is a lot of real estate. Yeah, and when you're trying time. to sketch something, that's a lot of white space. That's intimidating. A lot of intimidating Very. blank Very. paper, you know? So and if like you're where, where does stuff go? Where do things go? Yeah. And if you're like planning, okay, I'm gonna do a car sketch, but you're looking at this white paper, like, do I go small in case I mess up? Or like, do I go big? Or like and another thing is too, it's like, well, if I'm going big, like if I put the wheel here, but then that might not fit anymore. And now you've just you know, now it's disappointing because it doesn't found the page. So doing that little plan is like I know what perspective what view what you know proportion size whatever i know roughly what i want to be doing that's the plan and now i just have Mm. to do that bigger kind of thing thanks i feel like you could totally take even like a rendering aspect into that as well if you wanted to yeah if if you were doing like a marker render say if you just had a whack ton of chart packs and you're ready just to just get juicy on the page you could probably block some color values out, like your your highlights, your midtones, and your shadows, like values one, two, three. You could probably block those out pretty quickly and easily in a quick couple of thumbnail sketches like that, and figure out what looks best, what works best. Yeah, I did that for with with Bruce one of the one of the redesign projects we had I remember that we this. had to do a marker render for, and I had. Yeah. You had like well, a couple gray ones and a blue one. Yeah, on yeah. The so th- there was yeah. that one actually. There was that one where I had the f- the sketch that I was gonna render, and I brought it into Photoshop and then put made him smaller and put four on a page on eleven by seventeen. That was just blank, just the line work. So there they were probably like 
a third of the size of the final sketch or the final render. Um, and I forward on a page and I just printed out a bunch of those sheets so I could just practice. And then, but there was the other redesign project we had where I had even smaller ones on a page, like more thumbnail sized ones. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of them. And then I, I did like what you were saying. I just had a marker just to block out a little bit of the color, a little bit of the value, just so I, because again, putting marker on it then is another whole intimidating terribly thing, intimidating. right? So always by, scan the sketch. Always by planning, sketch. yes, by planning it, it's like, you know, you can help doing that a bit. I like that. I feel like that's something that I don't do enough. I not that I don't do enough of it. I don't do it at all. Yeah. Never understood the importance of a thumbnail, even in school. I would thumbnail a little bit. I remember I tried to force myself to do thumbnails when we we're doing um, detail sketching for their thesis. Right. And I had this like great form that I just blocked out actually based off of the, the DJI drones, ironically enough. Um, where was I going with this? I was going on, a, I was about to go on a rant. Thumbnailing. Oh, thumbnails. Um, so I had this like little thing done in uh, like a red pen on this, uh, neon yellow sticky note and it looked beautiful lovely form i showed it to Catherine. she's like that's it that's what you need to make your the physical form look like the research is there the function is there that's fine like don't don't worry about that make it look cool make it look like that little three inch by three inch thumbnail so what did i do i went ahead and made it not look like that <laughs> so i'm like yeah. i just didn't i just didn't understand I just thought it was a thumbnail. I didn't think it was much. Then how do I translate that into like a full size sketch? I didn't know. And I didn't really care to spend the time to explore it, which looking back, I kind of wish I did because I probably Mm could have not that my design was bad. I don't think it was bad. It looks atypical, right? It's not, it's not a sleek looking thingamabob. I mean, no, but, but also it's not. That's not really the purpose per se. No, to be just a sleek, yeah, thing. Right. It's supposed to look utilitarian, but at the same yeah. time, Catherine was very vocal in having it look elegant and sleek, as well as maintaining like a utilitarian quality mm-hmm. to it. Which I was like, I don't know what that means. That just went way over my head. But back to the whole thumbnail thing. I'm sure if I had fleshed out a couple more thumbnails like that, I probably could have landed on something that could have been better than what I ended up with. Yeah. Because for a large part, it was designed in CAD, ultimately. That Which, majority of mine was too. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't really I didn't know. like it. I didn't like it. You but you did or you didn't? I didn't like doing it in designing in CAD. I just... No. I just... It was because I was constantly changing and couldn't make my mind up, so I, had, I did it in CAD. But dude, you changed your mind up so many times. Yeah, still not. We had happy that. We had it. that monster weekend where we just absolutely crushed work. We had yeah. the weekend, and I was pretty sure that you were set. I was pretty sure by the end of that weekend that you were like your CAD was almost there because yeah. I almost nailed most of mine in that weekend. And then for like the next two or three weeks, you were like just tweaking stuff. How do you know when enough is enough? Or how um, did you know? When I'm rather? ready to physically break something. 
Yeah, fair. Um, That's understandable. I mean, I don't, I don't know because, as you know, I'm not happy with the design. Yes. So I know it never got to the point where I I wanted it to. Um, I guess that's like the whole judgment, like the third eye, the design Hmm. judgment that you have to. Was like a little shut during that project, then, or like half closed, kind of dazed and confused. It's a good one. No, it is. Yes. No, I just wasn't happy with the direction it took. Hmm. Like I don't think it's bad, and I don't think I was. I don't think I was like not at all, not at all, not looking at it and trying to make it look good. But it, I just, I just didn't like it. I just, I don't like it. I think you had a vision in your head I of what you wanted like it to look it. like, but you, you just had a hard time connecting that. I think I, 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 I chickened out on the idea. Did you? What does that mean? I wanted to. You remember? I must have shown you that one dude did a master's project. And it was a Mercedes oh, yes. oh, branded um, thing, but it was like a look like a hotel room on wheels. Like it was super long rectangle thing, and it was like a workspace, oh. and like yeah, it looked like at a kitchen at one point, a lounge, whatever. It was like some Mercedes yeah. something liner airline, like. I'm going to pull it up on LinkedIn right now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I totally remember this. That That came out out when we were in quarantine, though. That was after we had finished school. Well, yeah, because the master's finishes a little bit after we completed. That was what I would want to do. When I I had the idea, I wanted to do something so conceptual and futuristic that it was like that. I wanted to do like an auto project where it was so conceptual. It was, it was futuristic. I, you know, if someone came up and was like, well, you can't drive that. It wouldn't work. It's like, I don't care. Go away. Whereas mm-hmm. I went way too realistic. You think you did. And yeah, I can, yeah. And I can see why you would say that, I guess. Like I literally got to the point where I was worrying about, making sure it was narrow enough to fit on the largest size lane in America because I was worried in the theater show someone would come up and say, would that fit on the road? And I'd be like, uh, maybe. Sure. And looking back is like, I mean, first of all, the theater show never happened, but looking yeah. back, it's like, Rest in peace, why would I care about that? that? This guy's thing is like, it looks like 50 foot long, like truck trailer. Yeah. Which looks so unstable. Like it's a platform, super long platform with like six wheels and then it like has a pivot and then there's a giant overhang. It looks like a house really. It's a lot, very architectural. Mm-hmm. It It's super long. It's wide. It like, but it's so, but like who cares? Like that, that's not the yeah. idea, right? It's a conceptual thing. And I, I wanted to do something like that. And instead... I I didn't. I just went like way too realistic and too literal. Maybe I don't know. Do you think that part of that though was simply based off of the constraints that we had to satisfy? You know, I, like I, we had I targets. Think so. to maybe, hit. yeah, we had targets we needed to hit, regardless of 
how conceptual we wanted to go with it, you know? Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I tried to do that, they wouldn't have like let me, which just I think is kind of bullshit, anyways. I it's like, oh, also, we. I also agree. It's a show. It's got to show employers that you can do this realistic thing. It's like, well, isn't the idea what's the most important thing? Like, let me do something mm-hmm. conceptual, you know? Yeah, that's that. It's a tricky thing, man. It's a really tricky thing. I'm still searching on LinkedIn. I realize that I've actually appreciated yeah. or liked more things than I thought on linkedin yeah but i will so, pull this up yeah i've got saved on instagram too on behance i think but like oh, oh quite I old even, i didn't know um, it was on the behance project i'm just trying to find pretty the guy sure do you remember I, I follow name? no but i followed on instagram before he, he finished that I've been, i followed him like end of third year i think i started following on instagram oh wow he does so, some pretty cool work you and but, him have um, been around <laughs> But uh, Ooh, la, la. yeah, I, I know. know he's here. Whatever, I, I know just he's here. Hate, I'm hate determined thesis. to pull the eye. <laughs> I just hate the way it came out. You get every and time. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you're totally allowed to dislike a project. It's even well, if you spend. I, yeah, a lot it's of not even like it. I liked. I hate the project. I just hated the the uh, the outcome of mine personally. I just. Mm. Uh, it's not even that I hate it because it's garbage. It's not garbage. I hate it because it's not what I wanted. <laughs> like it just didn't. Like it's. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't fit your. Vision. I just think it's so boring. And just not mm. like. Anywhere that is near. Also partially just your opinion. Like I remember, when I looked at it, I was like, "Man, that's kind. Of, that's pretty dope." Like and yeah, in the grand scale of everything. It's a cool, it is a cool, unique, interesting interpretation of what future mobility could be, right? Yeah. And I, you look, I feel like you are more disappointed with it because you know what you wanted and then what you ended up producing is not that. Yeah, because I like super conceptual things like that one, this project we've been talking about now. Like this guy, like you would look at it and you wouldn't necessarily say it's a vehicle right away. No, especially if you didn't see if it didn't have wheels, like people just be like, it looks like a room from a like a super futuristic house or something or an office mm-hmm. space. Like it, it doesn't look like a car, and that's what I like about it because it doesn't have to be a car. You know, yeah. mine like it's fully autonomous. You're not driving it like it's not a car. It's like a, you know, it's less of a vehicle, more of a moving space. You know, it is, and it is. mine to me just looks too much like a car <laughs> and mm. it just i don't know i don't it know man very, just don't like very it tricky don't like it i found the guy by the way nice i found the guy his name is Giannis ufheil or ufheil and right it was uh what's it called An, a mercedes-benz horizon liner horizon li- see i knew it had liner in it and i knew yeah. it was mercedes something horizon liner and this thing's nutty it's awesome that's what i wanted mine to be in every way i think also in the same vein though that was a collaboration like he did the design but i think there there was posts on linkedin where it like he was talking with this another guy and there was like a ux aspect to it as well Mm -hmm. probably for the interior and how that would work but still like the general consensus of it i have to look at it on behance um but it's it's super cool yeah 
10 out of 10, would recommend. Mercedes Horizon. How do you spell Mercedes? Mercedes M-E-R-S-E-D. I mean, C-E-D-E-S. M-E-R-Q-R-S-T. I was about to say S-T-D. Yeah, that's not funny. You can't laugh about that. Just it. What happens if you Google Mercedes Horizon Liner? Probably get that. Yep, right on Behance. Oh, dude, the photos are ridiculous. And he, there's videos of it too. The renders, the model, and the sketches, the CAD renders, the digital renders. Like, and if you break it he down made a into book simple too. components, yeah, the he made like really a good. book as well. I was like, oh man, like in every way, that's the type of. I know I wouldn't be able to get to that quality level per se but that like whole idea for the and concept for the project is what i wish mine was why don't you think you'd be able to reach that level well master student he's simply better than me i can say that Hmm. but also like he had like probably like a year of just that Mm, this is also true and also had help from master's professors and usually all the master's projects are like an actual collaboration between them and the brand and yeah. the company. So they not only do they get financial support, but they also get help from designers from the company and feedback and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he's been doing just that for probably over a year and the research was probably more like auto research and not like the type of level of research we had to do yeah where it's like benchmark your existing products and find yeah. similar products it's like i pro, pro, pro i totally products. get it it's very for, academic which we had to do for a degree yeah for a degree thesis i just i totally get it but i just think at the end it felt like it was kind of useless not useless but like way over exaggerated there wasn't as much value like as they made it seem so to speak i think ultimately like, like i it was, just it was yeah. good to do but at the same in the same token some of that or not some of it a large portion of the research that was done a lot of it never got implemented like there was there's kind of the fundamentals most of it never got implemented I'm yeah saying. Like there's who your end user is and then like material sustainability. There's also just in general confusion around the whole thing. It's like they could say, well, think about sustainability. How is your thing sustainable? You could say materials and then that almost then expects you to be able to follow all these different types of material things. Like you're going to have to go into the whole material thing so it's like i I felt like they were trying to get us to like do as much research as possible so that we knew every the answer to every question about the topic so that when we're at the show some random parent would come up and ask us some smart ass question we'd be able to answer it without looking dumb that's like this is true that's a very pessimistic view of mine on it but that's what it almost feels like um whereas like that really doesn't matter it's like it's the topic i'm not gonna know everything and like Mm -hmm. you'd say well you know an employer's gonna want to make sure you know what literally you've covered every base of the project it's like 
I'm not fucking a human. I'm not a robot. Fucking, I'm not a, I'm not a solid state hard drive here. Like, I'm not going to remember everything. Like, and also, like, in, in reality, like, I, I wouldn't be the only person working on a project like this. Like, no, it'd be I don't team. I don't have to catch every single thing. Like, it's not going to. It's impossible. Yeah, All right. That's the I also think, too, like. I, I would think you would agree with me on this is the amount and type of inform of research information we had in like the report i don't have really the issue with it's the medium that we use which was like an academic report right which again i understand maybe Why? like school curriculum we needed for a degree program yeah you do that's the tricky part is like you do and it, even that report itself requires specific things yeah which that's the fair part. enough their hands are tied but wouldn't you agree you could like since we're design like we're going to school for design you could in like a type of graphic and visual layout like something you'd see on a project on behance relay the same information in a much better way visually yeah maybe it's instead of having one banner and a report at the show and your model it's one banner for your final design, but then there's also a banner, same size and everything, that dictates your research process and how you've come to the solutions, you know, because then that gives you the opportunity to showcase sketching work, CAD development, sketch models, but also research your demographic, as opposed to having to verb like for all intents and purposes, you could have it so that there's your final banner your model in the middle and then another explanatory banner of the process from conceptualization or from problem identification all the way till basically producing the final concept and you wouldn't even have to be there you know? yeah but i just that's think how, is, yeah that's how i would do it i'm just like like to me an academic report is ugly because i like cool visual looking things yeah thesis report was very ugly. like I would even say like it'd be cool to have instead of like a second banner it'd actually be kind of cool too but like a like a book not long but mostly mm -hmm. just pictures of like of the main information yes of like problem user demographic purpose of vehicle you know research mm -hmm. but done visually ideation development blah blah, blah. yeah but like just like mostly images like yeah. you know like like on, on my in my thesis project in my portfolio i have like the one it's like the problem page problem definition or whatever or the research yeah, i think you've got all infographics and images and everything yeah it's like the right. research page is like you know like all you know done research of you know like statistics of being stuck in traffic and you know emissions of vehicles and the amount of people you know driving to or from work and blah, blah, blah. Like how, how many people are traveling to work, the pollution, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I, I did one sentence and then images that like told you everything you need to know. And then in the next one, by the way, not saying this is like perfect in any means, but in the next one, it's like inspiration. And I literally had like, like three main kind of like themes. And one was like, you know, like, like professionalism, then it was like comfort. And then it was like, inspiration or something like that was and then that images to go with that and it's like 
in the report we had like probably a whole chapter like so looking at the th existing things we've noticed this this and all this blah blah this and then this and and then in this chapter it's like yeah. well we're gonna take that and we're gonna see out of all those which just does that the best and which does that the best and which oh so that's actually important from all those vehicles all right let's go and compare it to these other things and all that stuff and it's like that's great but like at the end of the day like who cares like if yeah. i can like tell you the story of my inspiration for this thing through like three images like mm -hmm. at the end of the day we're designers and not like researchers researchers i think the, you know? the catch-22 is that because a large part of the portion of the thesis project was design research and having a final design that has been influenced by research right yeah so whether or not anyone ever sees that information or the research that's gone into that in the academic sense i don't think that matters like the showcasing of the information in the report doesn't matter for all intents and purposes no one's ever going to read the report really the only people that are no. reading report are new fourth year students that are starting the thesis project because they're like i don't know what to do the professor's instructions are not clear. Let me go. And if anything, they're not reading it. They're just looking to see, oh, what do you do for this ch for chapter 4.1? Yeah, exactly. And then you copy, you do a similar iteration of that. Yeah. So, but say, you, say you're applying for a job and they see that you have your, or like the thesis thing is listed on there and included around the thesis project, you have research influenced design they know that they probably can assume that on some level you've written a document written a report somewhere that has research that obviously has influenced where your design has ended up yeah the specifics of said research doesn't matter it's the fact that you're able to do it and take the information and apply it to a design i think that is the key takeaway but I do totally agree. Like the time and energy that was then invested into the report, not that it was a waste of time, but there yeah. was time that could have been better well spent producing, maybe even producing just more interesting designs in general. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think for, the, for how much they stressed, like how much they wanted really fleshed out, um, unique, interesting designs you know we already barely had any time to do that yeah i think was, we could have like got ideate, yeah ideate yeah. for a little bit ideate again which is fine it was like week by week yeah just like no time especially when it's not the only class like i think take away some of the uh, research time like you know do good amount of research but i think some of the how how detailed some of the chapters were i think were think too much at that point it's like you know let's do enough to satisfy the curriculum or whatever but let's yeah if you want us to do interesting designs and you want to be good give them a little more time to do that i think mm -hmm. i think that would have been better that, spent but yeah that's i just think me. that goes back to what remembered when drake came into school speaking of which it's been a year since that happened since drake nolte from brp oh came in. oh yeah that was a year ago today 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 october 30th yeah whoa that's a, a mindfuck oh that's terrifying yeah i felt so, like but, it was three months three weeks ago 
Yeah. And not to not to throw him under the bus because he's a very inspiring and aspirational human being. Yeah. But he's like, you do the like you do what you need to do to get by in the program. Like do, literally do enough to get a fifty, just to pass. Spend the rest of the time doing the work that you want to do. In which case, if I had to go back to redo the thesis project. I would probably adopt that mentality. Of- Bro, I wish maybe it would have been dangerous for us to hear that in first year. It would have been so dangerous. We would have failed. But I would sure. have liked to hear that maybe at the end of second year. Totally agree. Totally agree. Like after chair project everything, I think if he could have hit, came in and I got to hear those words... Mm-hmm. I think that would have been really powerful because it, it just became very academic. Because yeah. he literally said to us, he's like, look, employers don't care about marks. Like, yeah, no, no one, no one cares. No one cares. It's like, I mean, it's like if you did well, hey, good for you. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. for all the people, you, you know, my degree, I think your, yours says with honors, right? Mine doesn't. Mine says with honors and I have a second um, degree sized paper with equal filigree and lettering Mm. that says highest cumulative gpa in the bachelors of industrial design program with honors on it but other than that main difference there you go that's cool good for you exactly that's an accomplishment right that's awesome it is thank you i appreciate it it's like i wish thank you i love to i I wish i would have heard though of him saying like don't like just do you need to do just for the program but like you know really push yourself to like do do what you want to do and learn like design and not like academic. Yeah. You know, learning. That's why we went into design school in the first place was because academics didn't interest us. Exactly. Ultimately. (laughs) I mean, that's why I did. I know that's That's, why you did. That's why other people in the program could be different. That's why I was going to do engineering. And then I was like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about literally. I remember going to look at, um, I applied for like a bunch of universities, like a bunch of different engineering. And I went to go walk around. Fuck. I'm trying to remember which university it was now. Uh, but it was one and they were like, uh, like a meet and greet. And you're talking to the guys there and they're giving you like the, you know, like, like online of Humber when we got to look at all the classes you take throughout the four years in industrial design. It right. was like that for, I think it was for mechatronics engineering. Wow. That sounds and, intense. uh, which I think is like robotic stuff. Um, it's either that or mechanical engineering, but it was like the, the first year was like intro to engineering, and then every other class was like linear algebra, calculus one, um, like chemistry oh, no. one, physics one, all this stuff, and then second year, like intro intro to engineering two, and then all of the math and that, and then it wasn't until third year where you actually got like engineering classes really, and I was like. Oh. I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> like that's a lot of I, academic I stuff. I don't so. think I want to do. Absolutely. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather smell really awesome smelling markers and color in cars mm, and burning acrylic <laughs> and burning acrylic. I think I'd prefer that to be honest. Definitely carving pink foam that has now destroyed my lungs. I think I'd be more interested in that. Hundred percent, and that's why we ended up there. Yeah, and I think yeah, like it definitely got over. Academic, academicized—is that a word? No, but I overly academic. 
Yeah. And I think people, be, uh, I mean, myself included, you included as well, began to put too much stress and too much emphasis on the mark aspect of things and the academic aspect of things as opposed to actually just learning design because learning yeah. design and academics in my opinion are two different things yeah they're two Definitely. different things well like it's like learning to be yeah. able to conduct research is important you need to do that that's why i wish but, i go back man knowing what we know now like hmm. it's like that conversation when he said that that was wild when odin said in first year now's the time to fuck up and then oh, i'm trying to think what else what and maybe bruce's when bruce called you a wanker when he got really pissed the one day the only day i've actually seen him wow. really mad and decided to spend the whole class pulling up projects on behance and do you want to dive like, into that before guys before look this is your competition yeah I Tough. wish I could go back and knowing all that now and just do it again. Cause yeah, I wouldn't care about the fucking marks. I just want to learn, mm-hmm. you know, it's when you see all these like other like designers and stuff like all like really famous people and really successful designers stuff like that. It's like, and you see a lot of them are like, you know, either didn't finish design school or like it didn't do well, just passed. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing this. It's like, cause marks don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Well, you like, look at the people on Behance, and you don't know what mark they got. No, you it's just like see their work. If I saw like, you know, fifteen portfolios from like a transportation master's program, and they're all going to be insanely sick, mm-hmm. and it's like let's just pretend all these fifteen were in the same class. Yeah, a couple of these have to be at the bottom of the class. <laughs> That's terrifying. And if you look, you're like. Ooh, all right. If that's the bottom of the class, then fuck, you know, but whatever, right? Like who, again, like if you're getting hired by like for car to be a car designer, like, are they going to be like, oh, this guy got a 71 and a 91. So like, no, it's like instead, no, this guy could fucking sketch or, you know, exactly. I like the work. Um, okay. Get into what Bruce was talking about. Yeah. Um, dive into that quickly. Bruce, well, obviously, he, he's one of the boys, right? He jokes around a lot. He's one of the boys. He totally is. Um, but actually gives good feedback as well. Really good help. Um, doesn't really get mad, or at least we, our class, never had him really get mad, except for, to be honest, one day. He'd get mm-hmm. disappointed and a little annoyed here and there, but when he actually got mad was we all turned up with, like, not great work. And not only was the quality not good, but the the quantity was low. And I think he he wasn't so mad at us. He was mad for us in a way. Like he was like, Mm, you know, sad, like disappointed because it was like, you know, I'm trying to help you guys and you guys aren't realizing that like you got to want to be better if you want to compete. Big time. And after he roasted all of us, we went and had a break, got coffee, came back and he's like, by the end of the class, I want to see like at least five or six pages full. Yikes. That's and he's like, I, I want to see that. Like I, I'm before you leave, I'm seeing at least five or six pages full. I filled up like 10 that day. I was like panicking. I was like, I'm, I'm going hard. Man. Um, and he's like, I don't care about quality. I just want to see fill pages. Like you, you, you're working. And as soon as we're working, like, so we, we had the first critique, which was like probably half an hour. 
and then him yelling us for a bit probably 10 minutes and then we <laughs> went out a break for 10-15 minutes got coffee just breakfast we spent that was probably like you know just over an hour in and then the rest of the four hours of the class or something like that were literally just sketching like barely getting up to go to the bathroom like it was just sketching and over and over again he just on the projector went on behance and he would just pull up projects go through them and we'd be like guys look at this he's like this is your competition you know like it's terrifying and then someone i don't know who it was i don't know if it was seb i don't think probably matt because matt can say something stupid he'd get yelled at and like still doesn't feel embarrassed or doesn't care uh someone says something about like yeah but like they're masters students bruce is like yeah mm-hmm. you're right they've been doing that for two years straight and nothing else you guys haven't but you think that's gonna matter when you both graduate like that's your competition and then he's like when you guys graduate i'm your competition i'm like oh <laughs> or physically it's so like if i have to physically fight bruce i might have a chance here but sketching battle this ain't gonna happen um and and that was it was kind of an eye opener thing, but it was one of those th- one of those times I'll remember out of all four years, you know, of like really understanding like, you know, to compete you gotta want to compete, you know. It was a, it was an intimidating day though. <laughs> there was a lot that went on because I remember I came in after after whatever <laughs> class I had and everyone just looked defeated. And I, Matt looked up and saw me. I think you had your headphones on. Matt looked up and saw me and just, he shook his head. <laughs> and he had this sad look on his face. I'm like, oh no. And, and Matt's, Matt's never a sad guy. No, I know Seb had his headphones on. Person. Probably throwing paper or something across the room too. Probably. Like, and yeah, it was, it was a rough was like, day. Something, something went down here. Yeah. Yeah, it was something went down. It was really, it was kind of spooky, to be honest. Like, yeah, oh yeah, because not usually you get that upset, but but I think that's that's a necessary thing to happen. Like, you need you tough need love. To, you need to know if you're not performing well. You need to know, right? Yeah, there's no point. Like that's what he always said to us, right? Is like, there's no point, like sugarcoating it for you guys or babying you guys. Like, it's, no, it's not gonna help you. Catherine was the same mentality. She said the same thing, right? Like, you know, don't take it personally in walk takes, but like, I'm not going to go easy because like, what are you going to learn from me being easy on you? You know, literally. And it's like, that's totally fair. I understand that. You won't learn. You won't learn anything by anyone going easy on you. No, you know, like, and it's not like they're trying to hurt your feelings either. That's just the way it goes. Well, it's not a personal thing. It's just, you know, it's your work, you know. They're gonna mm-hmm. give you feedback. The work doesn't reflect who you are. Ultimately, like well, yeah, not it, in that it, way. It, like it does it? Yeah, not in yeah, that way. But it does reflect you, but not in, not in the negative. Sense. Might mean that like you're not, you know, at a higher skill level, but it doesn't mean that you're a garbage human. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's you know, it's not a personal thing. No, that's yeah. and that's the important thing to remember. Very important thing to remember. Even though it's tough. It's it's very I mean, I got destroyed in first year because it was tough. Going from high school where everyone's like so much nicer and then you go to that and like every walk to it feels like they're trying to make fun of you in front of the whole class and you're just like, Man, this is so defeating. And then after that I just really you had to learn and realize like, yeah, they don't they're not no, they're fine. Like they don't yeah. hate you. It's just 
you know they want you to get better mm-hmm. they want to push you that's what sucks like this year's first years don't have wall critiques you know see that i was like i don't know how you can do like those types of classes without wall critiques it's so and important. even online is different because you know is you know sketches and photos look way different in person they do. and in photos right like you can either hide a lot or sometimes it looks worse than it is on photo like it's not it and there's something about physically standing with the whole class looking at the wall and prof going one by one through in front of everyone that you can see everyone's work beside each other and see what people did and you know what they did better what they did worse than you or where you stand up and Mm -hmm. you know that type of collaboration yeah i don't know how you can't how you can do without that man and that's why i look forward to having like a creative space where we can put up our work and we can see it like we can see yeah. it all the time you know well so, i was th- like yeah something something's off there like something's wrong well i was thinking too we were just you know at first when they'd be like you know go put it up on the wall stand back a few feet and have a look at it you're like why like it i'm just not gonna look any different and then yeah. you're like oh whatever that's lame and then you go to do it and you realize like oh yeah from a distance this looks considerably more crap yeah and you realize the power of it looks no. worse farther away. That's a bad thing. That and like it'd be late night sketching. You're like, yeah, this looks sick. I'll just wait until the morning. And then you see it in the morning. You're like, oh, dear God, what was I doing? You throw up on your page. You know? Yeah. That Not happens ideal. though. You got to give yourself time to look at it and think it over, you know? You also have to give yourself time to learn. You can't expect to rush into these types of these types of things and expect perfection right off the bat. Like, No. It's a very defeating way of operating. For sure. No, but it's, it's, once you get past that, it's fun. If it you is. just keep at it and you, cause you can see the, the improvement, you know, there's something when, there's something so satisfying when I'm sketching a car and like, I'll get a few and they're like a bit off. Like, all right, this one, I did this well, but then this is too narrow or the perspective is off, whatever. And then I get one and it just like, it looks good like it looks like the reference or something like i know it just looks good like everything everything's yeah. correct about it and you nail it and you're like oh my god i finally did it like it looks cool and yeah. especially if you can like capture like you know the emotion and the, the schedule looks dynamic and it looks fast on the page and it, you know it's so rewarding it's so it really is it's know? the best feeling ever is that's when you finally it really nail is. it after trying it like 18 times you're like oh I feel like I I wasn't a skateboarding kid growing up at all. Yeah. Were you? A little bit, yeah. I had a skateboarding phase, yeah. I feel like it would be like nailing a trick on a skateboard. You know, you it's do like it when so you f- many times, you fail. Yeah. Everybody's around you watching, and then you finally hit it. You do it's, a kickflip or whatever they're called. The, uh, that, that's like one of the best analogies. I feel like that's one of the most common analogies is like learning to ollie the first trick. Mm. Because it, not only is it like the first trick you want to learn, but once you learn that, it opens the gate to everything else. Totally. Because everything is based off of that movement. Yeah. So it's like when you're sketching, it's like once you nail that, it you're opens good. the door to ev- to learning everything else, right? That's inspiring. I don't know why, but that's just inspiring. Right? That's That's the cool thing, I think. You're a genius. You know that I have my moments. You know, You're a genius. I have my moments. Maybe it's because I haven't drank alcohol in a little while. Oh, speaking of alcohol, 
I got a twenty dollar gift card from the L- to the LCBO from oh. from my work Halloween party today. Nice. What's that? Two cans of something. Yeah. <gasps> oh, big sneeze. Oh, Jesus bless Ooh. you. Good. Oh, Christ. excuse me. Excuse, trying to excuse kill me. somebody. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Death, no, death by um, sneeze. Nice. Twenty twenty dollar gift card. So I don't. You can buy a six pack of beer, I guess. Yeah. I'm not much of a drinker, to be honest. Like I'll, I'm a casual drinker. I let's just say the only reason why I haven't been drinking is because I don't have anything to drink. <laughs> Fair enough. What I'm English. I'm English. Come on, I gotta. You're English. I drink quite a bit. Let's wait until Christmas comes up, especially when I got nothing else to do. Oh, are we gonna? We're gonna get together for Christmas. Dude, I can't. I need Christmas to see is gonna be person. a I haven't mess. seen you in so long. It's been a few weeks now. When was the last? Was it the beginning of October? It was. Because that was, was the Inktober. That was Inktober. Beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. It's just crazy. before. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it would have been September 30th, I guess. Yep. All right. I got to pee. Let's wrap this thing me up. Me too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been The Process Podcast. Send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. We will respond. We'll probably send you a selfie. We will not show up <laughs> at your house. It's we'll a just, weird... We just, right. just want to connect, man. And also... Yeah, we just want to talk to people. We um, we've told one of our friends. We told friend Nick, little Nicholas. Two Pravigante. people know. Two friends know. Now. Two friends know, and there's more than two people that listen to this podcast. But those people who listen to this podcast, who we don't know in person, you're our friends too, and that's yes, an important thing absolutely. to remember. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you you're in in a very like, even if you don't realize it, you're supporting us. Yes, and that's a pretty fucking cool thing. <laughs> Very, very So cool don't thing. stop. We hope Fuck that you yeah. stick around. We hope that you enjoy it. And if there's something that you want to hear, something you want to hear us talk about, or something that you think we can do better, because obviously we're not experts. Not even close. Let us know. Send us an email. Zach, what is, uh, what's the Instagriz? The process. Instagriz. Underscore, underscore, podcast. Double underscore. Beautiful. Man, it's been a beautiful episode. Really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for coming on the Process Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for coming on your own show. Thank you for having me on my own show. Beautiful. And shout out to Beautiful. Nick who better be listening to I told him, I said, You need you need to <laughs> you listen better. to all the episodes. He's like, you I'm gonna to. start at like the number nineteen. You like, have to binge why? all of it. It's like buying a new book and opening it up right to the middle and saying, <laughs> I'm gonna start reading from here. Yo, imagine if you did that though. I think I knew someone who used to do that. That would or be someone that I met in Australia cool. said they read books like that. That'd be, or I guess that would be like Bandersnatch. That would be not only that, but that'd be like having a movie and then like having a flashback. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh my god! How to, ter- <laughs> how to turn any book into a Christopher Nolan movie? Just read it from the middle. That's definitely how uh, what's his face reads books. Jason. Or, yeah. J- I was Jason, just thinking but that. also Christopher Nolan. That's how oh, Christopher Nolan reads I books. About Jason, I was like, yeah, I feel like Jason. No, he, Christopher Nolan would take the book, take like a paperback, and rip it up along the spine, and like mm. shuffle it around like a deck of cards, and, and then, then read, read it, it, and you'd say, "That's how I'm gonna make my movie." Hey, maybe that would this, be funny this if that's is how, how it's gonna look. That'd be props for the creative process, man. That would be kind of sick. Not gonna it lie. works. Gets the job done. I'm going to be making some cool videos this weekend, hopefully editing some photos, hopefully doing some sketches, editing some stuff, doing some cool stuff, making some snippets, and hopefully going out 
and visiting Mr. Wackery Zatson. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been the Process Podcast. My name has been Dylan. I'm Zach. And we'll be back in your glorious ear holes on Monday. Monday. Happy Halloween. Have a good weekend. Happy Catch Halloween. Peace.